You're listening to a chapel message from Trinity Christian College, recorded live at the Ozinga Chapel Auditorium in Palos Heights, Illinois. Have you ever felt like nobody was there? Have you ever felt forgotten in the middle of nowhere? Have you ever felt like you could disappear? Like you could fall and no one would hear. When the musical Dear Evan Hansen came out in December of 2016, it was an automatic sensation because it acknowledged the uncomfortable truth that most of us feel alone, even in a crowded room. And unfortunately, that is true even on our Christian college campus and even in our campus ministries. Why? Shouldn't a place that deems themselves as Christian be open, accepting, inviting? Why is it that we find ourselves so segregated? If you don't know me, my name is Samantha Jones. I am an adjunct professor here in the theology department. I also oversee the five-year Bachelor of Arts and Master of Divinity program. If you have any questions or are interested, please come and find me. Earlier this week, Pastor Ben opened us up on Wednesday to talk about the concept of a table. Now, there are a lot of passages in scripture that talk about tables, but I had the privilege of diving deeper into this particular passage. So if you have your Bibles and would like to open with me to the passage that was just read, we're looking at Luke chapter 5, verses 17 through 31. Now, some of you might know that the original scripture uh, doesn't have a specific chapter or section headings to them. So if some of you are worried that we're jumping into the middle of one story and out in the middle of another, don't worry. Also, it's, it's good for us to understand that if we're talking about this concept of a table, especially when we're looking at Levi and the Pharisees analyzing why Jesus and his disciples are sitting at a table with these tax collectors and, and other uh, sinners, it might be best for us to really look and dive into what's happening directly before this. Luke tells us about Jesus being surrounded by a crowd of people. Now, this isn't unusual. Jesus is obviously uh, surrounded by people all of the time. But what makes this passage unusual is that he's actually inside of a house. Right away, we're introduced to a man who is paralyzed. Note that the scripture says that it is a man who is paralyzed. A lot of times in scripture, we are introduced to characters that have a descriptor before their actual identity, the blind man the lame man. But here, it is emphasized that it is a man who is paralyzed. 
And his friends are so desperate to get him to Jesus that they climb on top of this roof, they peel back the tiles, and they lower him to the feet of Jesus. Now imagine you're Jesus, and you're teaching, and there's these loud, uh, loud and large crowds of people, and there's a section of the people there that are recognized as Pharisees. Now, Pharisees loved Law and Order, not the TV show, <laughs> but they loved things being a very particular way. If we're sticking with the high school theme, they remind me of high school musicals stick to the status quo. In order to be right as a person and in order to be right with God, you needed to do these certain things. It is a common belief by Pharisees and most people during this time that if you had something physical or mental that made you different from other people, that it was a direct result of sin. Whether that it was your sin or maybe it was your parents' sin or some family member, it was something like that that caused you to be different. To bring this closer to home, I have generalized anxiety disorder. I'm also in treatment for disordered eating and body dysmorphia. To the Pharisees, I would not be seen as a whole person. The result of all of these things in my life would be directly because I had sinned or maybe my parents had sinned. Another example is uh, my brother. My brother has a rare disorder called a genesis corpus callosum. A lot of mouthful of words. Um, quick explanation. A genesis corpus callosum means that the fibers that connect the left and the right hemisphere of the brain are not there. Essentially, part of his brain is missing. To the Pharisees, they believe that that is a direct result of Zach's sin, of my parents' sin. They would say that Zach, my brother, and I are not considered whole people. We would not be fit for giving sacrifices for the forgiveness of our sins, which means we would not be fit for the kingdom of God, which means there is no room for us at the proverbial table that we're talking about here. So when the man who is paralyzed is lowered to the feet of Jesus you might be able to imagine what is going through Jesus's head at this time. Or maybe what's going through the crowd's head at this time. Here is a man who is paralyzed. Obviously, in order to make this man a whole person, Jesus has to heal him, right? That might be what the Pharisees are thinking. However, Jesus does something extraordinary. He does not 
heal him. In the presence of those who are expecting him to make this man whole, in order to meet the status quo, to meet their expectations, Jesus does the opposite. Jesus forgives the man of his sins as he is. It says, Jesus saw their faith and he said, friend, your sins are forgiven. Jesus made room at the table. But in response to that, the Pharisees didn't like that. So before they could do anything, sassy Jesus comes out, which I love. I love sassy Jesus. And he's, what are you thinking these things in your hearts? What is easier to say, your sins are forgiven, or to say, get up and walk? And in that moment, Jesus looks at the men, man, and he says, I tell you, get up, take your mat, and go home. And he does it. And when I was studying this scripture, I felt really convicted because there's so many times that we read this passage and we get so fixated on the fact that Jesus healed a paralyzed man. And that's great. But we completely overlook the fact that Jesus saw this man as completely whole and worthy of the forgiveness of sins before he was healed. So when we get to the part of Jesus calling Levi to be a disciple, it is no wonder that the table is packed with people that the Pharisees deem to be unworthy. Because Jesus puts the person before the description. We all need to start recognizing that we are just people that desire to be a part of the table. That our identity is found in Christ, not these descriptions that unfortunately society likes to put in front of our names. Now, if you know the song, please join with me in singing it. Have you ever felt like nobody was there? Have you ever felt forgotten in the middle of nowhere? Have you ever felt like you could disappear? Like you could fall and no one would hear? Well, let that lonely feeling wash away. Maybe there's a reason that someday you'll be okay. Cause when you don't feel strong enough to stand, you can reach, reach out your hand. Will you make a place at the table? Let us pray. Father God, I pray that we can remember that you see us whole and worthy just as we are. That you sent your son to die for our sins 
just as we are. That there is nothing that we can do to make you love us less. Lord, I pray that we continuously run after you, seek relationship with you, and I pray that we can continuously learn how to open up more space at the table to be in community with one another, to learn from one another. And even though we might see each other as different, that that wouldn't be a hindrance, but an opportunity for us to learn and to grow as the body of believers. Lord, we thank you for this chance that we get to come together today and worship, to thank you for the sacrifice that you made on the cross for us. I pray that, that the students and the faculty and the staff on this campus know that, that you are here, that you are present, and that you are working through each and every one of us. Lord, I pray for continued opportunity for us to love one another and to show one another you. We love you so much. We pray this in your son Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to Trinity Christian College's Chapel Podcast. To learn more about campus ministries at Trinity, visit trnty.edu slash chapel.